Tea. Sequoia's official podcast. Where we kick ash. How's it going, Sequoia? You're listening to KA19, Sequoia's official podcast. I'm your host, Sean Foy, along with Jackie B. We have an awesome podcast for you discussing CVOSD's Measure I funding, master plan, and upcoming projects. Our guest in the studio today is Mr. Tim McCabe, the district up uh, the district director of planning and construction. Mr. McCabe, welcome back to KN19. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, for starters, how long has the district's Measure I plan been in effect? And can you tell our audience a little background on the master plan? How much money is involved, and what is it used for? Sure. So the voters passed Measure I in November of 2014. Uh, it really started up in 2015, took some time to go out and sell the bonds and whatnot. And uh, what the voters told us and what was our mission is to modernize all the facilities within the district, uh, create STEM labs and STEM buildings for science, technology, engineering, and math, um, do safety and security upgrades, and technology upgrades. Great. I was wondering, is there like an expiration date as to how much money we can spend and when the money stops coming to us? No, there's no hard expiration date. The The bond is set up so it's being sold in what they call series, uh, series A, B, C, and D. The first series of bonds were sold in 2015 to raise money. Then we went out again in 2018, and the next series will be sold in 2021 and then 2024. But there's no expiration date where we have to... Um, use all the money up by a certain date or we lose or anything like that. But the nature of the bond and the projects themselves, there's, there's a lot more projects than there are money. And so it's not too hard to spend the money. <laughs> and so it's, it's more of a case that we have to pace ourselves to keep uh, with the cash flow, if you will. So we, we uh, complete the projects and keep an eye on what's in the bank, and that's how we schedule the projects. And you said about scheduling project based on budget and all this stuff. What happens if a project is in mid-run and it runs out of money to finish or even start a planned project? Well, before we do any, any project at all, we uh, establish a budget for that project. And we ask our designers to design to the budget. And we always keep a reserve, an internal reserve, for unforeseen conditions like you were talking about. So... To date, we haven't had the problem of doing a project and then running out of money uh, before we could complete it. So we always have a reserve set aside in case there are unforeseen conditions, and there usually are in construction. And when we go to design a project, we always keep the budget in mind. Now, right now, it's uh, getting a little bit more difficult because of inflation. Uh, contractors are really, really busy, and the price of uh, steel and concrete has risen uh, pretty dramatically in the last year, so we're seeing escalation in our costs. So uh, we're trying to get some of the bigger projects done now rather than in the future, so we pay less money. So how many school campuses does the master plan involve? Well, there's a total of 31 sites that the district uh, has, either as school campuses or like the district office. So there's 31 sites in total that uh, Measure I takes care of. Obviously, the schools are not the same size or age, so how is the money divided up for each site? 
well, do some schools get more money than others? How is that determined and yeah. why? So what the what the district leadership set aside uh, before the bond was passed and what the voters agreed to was each high school would get $17.5 million, each middle school, such as Sequoia, gets $7.5 million, and every elementary school gets $2.6 million, with the exception of Lang Ranch and Sycamore Canyon, because they're newer schools, they were allotted $1 million each. Has the actual master plan changed at all from its original version, or are any changes a result of projects being added, removed, or completed? You know, the master plan, we're still following it uh, almost verbatim. Uh, the priorities of the projects within the master plans have changed. Um, so things that people thought were very important back in 2015 and 2016 when we first started on this are less, sometimes less important now and, and other things have, have come forth. So yeah, projects have been added to the master plan, if you will, and the priorities have changed. And what we do is we go out every year, no less than once a year, talk to the principals and they communicate what changes they'd like to see to the master plan or what projects are most important to them in their school. So is there a person at the district that also decides which projects will be completed at which school and in what order they go on? No, not really. Um, we, we leave the, the priority of the projects at a particular school up to the site leadership, the principal and the site council. If we become aware of a fire life safety issue or if we become aware for instance uh building e at sequoia the roof is shot <laughs> you know then we will we will put that at the front of the list and and uh take care of it but uh as far as um op optional programs things like that um no the principals decide what they want to have done at their schools can projects be deleted um, from the list if the focus of the school changes or other needs are found that maybe shove that project off to the side or are they just set in stone from the beginning? No, absolutely. They can be deleted um, and, and some are. Uh, we've, we've had uh, projects that were, like I say, very important to the principal back in 2016 and now they're not so important and other needs come up. So as their program needs uh, change, sometimes they'll add different types of classes or uh, things will become a higher priority than they were back when the master plan was originally conceived. So yeah, um, things can be deleted, uh, things can be added. Uh, anytime we have a major project, it goes before the Board of Education for approval. Measure I and the master plan have been discussed at school board meetings, I've heard. One of the components discussed is how the district contracts the major jobs at school sites. My family has had quite a few house renovations done, and I've seen my dad spend a lot of time finding the right people to do the work. How does the district choose the best companies in, to come in and make these renovations at school sites? Well, it's a, it's a very difficult endeavor to do, as your dad can tell you. Um, everything, all construction work at a school site is governed by the public contract code. And the state of California tells you that any construction project greater than $15,000 must be publicly advertised and let out to bid. But what they also allow schools to do is to pre-qualify contractors. So that's exactly what we do. We advertise annually for pre-qualifications. We have the contractors send in a, an extensive application. It's about 65 pages long that goes over their uh, finances and their experience. And then we review it and we write back to them and let them know what size of project they're qualified to bid on and what type. 
And so that's how we try to keep the quality of our projects up as high as we can. But it's not an easy process. Uh, you, you, no matter how good the contractor, you got to keep an eye on them. Yeah. Wow, impressive. 65 pages. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> where can um, community members, parents, and even students go to find information where the money has been spent on their school site and what upcoming projects that are coming up to their school site? Well, that's, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked. We have a website that we're very proud of. Uh, it has the Measure I, what we refer to as the living document. And we call it the living document because, uh, as you, we were discussing, the projects do change. So if they go to caneousd.org uh, and click on the departments at the top of the page and then click on business services and then planning and construction, you'll see a, a link to the Measure I living document. And that document uh, lists out um, every single school in the district. It tells you how much was originally allocated, how much has been spent to date, and what the future uh, projects are and their proposed budgets. So you could see exactly what's planned for your school and approximately what phase of the, pro of the Measure I bond and what the budget is, or if it's already been completed, how much we spent actually doing that project. So uh, all the information that you'd really want to look up for any particular school there. And also, I was wondering, can community members reach out to you or the district to ask for clarification or on any sort of master plan project or upcoming projects? Absolutely, and I encourage them to do so. If they send me an email at tmccabe, M-C-C-A-B-E, at canaleusd.org, that's my email address, and I'll be happy to answer any questions that they may have. Certainly, and email inquiries go to said email. Yes. So I'm guessing that not all projects are noticeable to the public eye. Yeah. Can you share with us some of the bigger behind-the-scenes projects that have been completed and then some of the more noticeable ones? Sure. Um, Thousand Oaks High School, we replaced the entire air conditioning system for the entire school. It's not really noticeable to the students and staff as far as when you walk into the classroom, you'll see a new thermostat on the wall. That's really about it, but we do have all new air conditioning, which works very well and the staff appreciates. Same thing with Los Ritos Middle School. We replaced the air conditioning system as a very large project. Redwood Middle School, we replaced the air conditioning. So those are examples of projects that cost a lot of money and involved a tremendous amount of work, uh, but aren't really noticeable to the, the public. Uh, on the other hand, we have some projects that are very noticeable. Um, right now we're working on the Thousand Oaks High School Library which we're in the middle of it, but when it's done, it's going to be a, a fantastic library and be very visible. Uh, we just finished doing landscaping at Glenwood Elementary School, Acacia, and Ladera. And when you drive up to the front parking lot, it really hits you in the eye, and it, it's really a nice change. And then we also, last year, we finished up uh, redoing the Newbury Park High School uh, swimming pool, which was very noticeable. Fantastic. And actually, I went to a, uh, a high school orientation night, and I saw that new thermostat on the wall, <laughs> and, I, and I asked the teacher, I was like, what is this? And they said, oh, that's our new thermostat. And I immediately thought of you. I'm like, oh, yep, he's behind that. <laughs> so uh, what are some of the long-term projects that will be happening around the district this summer and into next year? Is it true that Westlake High School is getting uh, a brand-new science building? It sure is, and we're, we're very excited about it. Uh, have a beautiful design. We're supposed to get out of plan check on or about March 15th, so we're looking forward to going out to bid with the new building in April and begin construction this summer. It'll take us approximately 18 months to build the building, but it's a three-story 
11 classroom building for science and uh, it's just a, a beautiful building so we're looking forward to it. We also have a new building slated for Redwood Middle School for their science classrooms and we're supposed to go into plan check uh, again uh, sometime in the middle of March. We anticipate starting construction about uh, Christmas time. Uh, we just started design on uh, a new STEM building for Newbury Park High School, uh, literally last week. So it'll take us uh, six to eight months to design the building and then uh, be starting on that the year after. And we're just about ready to go into plan check for the Newbury Park High School girls softball field, which will be a new softball field for the team, uh, two beach volleyball courts, dugouts and a restroom building and 90 additional parking spaces for the school. So we're very excited about that. And then uh, we've also are doing some designs for Los Cerritos and Kalina on upgrading their campuses. Nice. I really like what you said about parking space because at any school, I think we can all agree there's not enough. So any more yep. is fantastic. Yep. And uh, all these projects to all these other schools in the district sound fantastic, but I'm wondering, is there any upcoming projects uh, specific to Sequoia that's coming up within the next year? Absolutely. Uh, your principal, Mrs. Chambers, has asked for new lockers for the school, so we're going to be doing that for you this summer. Uh, as I mentioned, we're going to put a new roof here on Building, building E. And uh, for safety and security, we've uh, measured and we're going to be installing all new blinds in all the classrooms. And for the future, Mrs. Chambers has asked, also asked for some additional handball courts uh, to be added. And we'll be doing some design, starting some design next year for this building right here and also for uh, building A. Uh, so there's, there's going to be a lot of changes coming up at Sequoia here in the future that I think everybody will be excited about. Too bad I'm in eighth grade. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, this year I've seen p kids playing handball and playing against the gym, so... Correct, she wants to add some, yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be a great idea. This has been such a great podcast and probably one of my favorites. Yeah, but before we have any closing comments, let's see if any questions from our studio audience. Hi, my name is Dominic, and uh, just a, a little quick question. So you talked about how um, it's, it's sort of a long process with employing people to... Um, to, to help with the construction of like these projects. So how far in advance would you have to plan for all of this to happen with the, like sort of planning the new layouts and employing people? Well, from the time we start design on something, it usually takes about a year to design it and get through state plan checks. So if you wanted to do something with this room other than a minor remodel, it would take us about a year in advance to do it and then whatever construction time. So for instance, uh, the Westlake High School STEM building, we started on that in the fall of 2017, doing the design. And here we are uh, a year and three months later uh, where we're just getting ready to bid it out, and then it'll be another year and a half in construction. So a lot of these projects, the really big ones, they're three to four years in duration from planning to construction. Wow, I can only imagine some, a lot of multitasking with different projects here. Yeah. Yeah, you got to change gears all the time, you know, so. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, my name is Jamie Lynn, and I was wondering how, what is the estimate time for how long it would take, or how long you're planning to um, take for building, or for adding new lockers? Oh, the lockers will get done this summer. Um, okay. Yeah, for instance, uh, Redwood Middle School, we did those last year. It took about two to three weeks, so. What's happening, we're working right now with Mrs. Chambers and we'll order the lockers um, in another two, three weeks 
and that takes six, eight weeks to get the lockers in. And then once they're in, we'll, the day after you guys go home for summer vacation is when we'll start and uh, we'll get it done within two to three weeks. Mm, nice, thank you. You're welcome. I also had a question um, for you and I know that there's all these projects that you had mentioned vary from all these different categories like I know there's thermostat and air conditioning and then there's stuff like lockers like you had mentioned and there's even stuff like new computers and all these uh, electrical components so is there a specific like spread for the budget as to these categories like certain money has to go to this certain money has to go to that or is it really just free form whatever the school needs it's pretty much whatever the school needs we're not uh there is no specific set amount to spend on any one particular category of project. We, we have modernization projects, we have safety and security projects, we have technology projects. And, uh, you know, there's nobody has advocated or told us that you have to spend a certain amount. That being said, I could tell you that um, our bond oversight committee meeting, our uh, members want to know all the time how much are you spending in each category. So we do pie charts and things like that. And, uh, they're quite interested in seeing that safety and security is up there. Well, Mr. T Mr. McCabe, is there anything else you'd like to share before we go off the air? No, but thank you very much for having me. I, I love talking about Measure I and, and talking about our projects. Well, there it is. The, it, the latest and greatest from Mr. Tim McCabe discussing the District Measure I Master Plan. Thanks again for joining us. This is K19 signing off.